0: Welcome to Health by Am the podcast with me, Mathilde, and to this episode, which is about matcha. And I talked about one of my favorite things to eat recently, which is smoothie bowls. And since there is something else that I consume pretty much on a daily basis that I am so passionate about, I decided to dedicate this episode to one of my all-time favorite drinks, which is matcha. And for those of you who don't know, matcha is actually a form of green tea from Japan. But instead of loose leaves in a tea bag, it's a powder that you prepare together with water and very often with milk as well. And I think I'm just gonna start this episode right away and talk a little bit about what matcha is, its history and background, some facts, and then. I'm going to share how I prepare and make the matcha, the props I use, and so on. So yeah, this will be an episode dedicated to this amazing drink. And I hope that it will inspire you to try this if you haven't already. Or find other ways where you can use matcha, for example in baking and so on. And yeah, just drink more matcha because it's really healthy and really delicious. So matcha is actually even more nutritious than regular green tea. And it's said that one cup of matcha equals 10 cups of green tea. So it is a very healthy drink and you find a lot of antioxidants, chlorophyll, fibers, as well as vitamins A, C and E in matcha. And like I said, I also think it tastes really good until you are used to it. I can agree with that. It can taste a little bitter. But I would say that only bad quality matcha has that grass-like taste and as long as you drink organic high quality matcha and that it's prepared in the correct way, which I will talk more about later, I think it will taste really good, at least in my opinion. But again, I would suggest you to at least give it a few tries if you're not completely sold after the first one. And another reason for trying matcha is that it's a great alternative to coffee. And unlike coffee, it doesn't give you any high spikes of energy, like the curve isn't that steep, if you know what I mean. Instead, the energy that you get from matcha, it lasts longer in a way, and for me at least, it's okay to drink matcha in the evening as well. I haven't experienced any difficulties to sleep after drinking matcha in the evening, so I would say that it's not as strong as coffee, but that being said, I haven't really been drinking coffee ever, so I can't compare with that really, but it's also what I've heard from friends and so on. And if we're going into even more details, matcha is made from ground up green tea leaves called tencha, and the quality is very high. And Tencha is grown in the same way as the most exclusive tea in Japan, the Gyokuro tea. I am not sure about that pronunciation, but I'm trying my best. And what's special about these teas is that they are so-called shaded teas, where the leaves are protected against the sun before they are harvested. And shade-growing teas allows for the plant to get its energy from the soil And not the photosynthesis from the sun and it can concentrate its many nutrients in the leaf instead and this helps to achieve its great flavor, get its dark green color and the amount of chlorophyll increases as well. So for gyokuro the leaves are shaded for about 20 days before it's harvested and for matcha a few days longer. And the nutritious leaves are then harvested and dried. But in comparison to other teas, they are not rolled. And all stems from the leaves are moved before it's grounded to this fine green powder. So this is why matcha is so nutritious and also a little bit more expensive than regular green tea because of this process. And even though matcha has become a bit extra popular during the past 10 years or so, its origins can actually be traced all the way back to the 7th to... 10th centuries, so it's an ancient drink with a long tradition. And another interesting thing to know about matcha and its history is the matcha tea ceremony. It was in the 1500s that this formalized ritual of drinking tea was brought together and it was later popularized a little and formed into four basic principles of the Japanese tea ceremony, which are harmony, respect, purity and tranquility. So this was just a brief little background and history lesson of matcha. And if you're interested in learning more, I can definitely recommend going to a matcha workshop or tea tasting. I have been to two in Stockholm, for example, and they have been very interesting. I have loved to learn more about how matcha is made and get some tips and things to think about when choosing and preparing matcha, which I will share now. So for example, the best matcha to look for is the organic ceremonial matcha and I prefer the ones from Japan, but you sometimes find matcha from China as well, for example. And then another thing to look out for is the color of it. A great quality matcha is supposed to be bright green and in order to keep that color, you want to make sure that it's stored without any contact with air. So keep it in a bag or other container with a lid on and it will keep its bright green color. Otherwise, it gets a bit darker and it almost gets a brown shade to it. And I've also noticed that it tends to lose its taste and it just tastes way more bitter. So that is something I look out for when I'm ordering matcha at a cafe, for example. I mean, yes, it might be hard to see how they store their matcha, but if you see that they just have a box open where they just take the matcha from maybe it's not going to be the best taste so yeah that's just a good thing to keep in mind and for yourself when you store the matcha at home make sure it's well kept and stored in a container with a lid on in a bag and no air gets into this container And also, if I'm ordering matcha out somewhere, I want to make sure it's pure matcha and not mixed with other things. Sometimes I see that the matcha at some places are not 100% pure matcha, and it has other teas, even some sugar and unnecessary things in it. So these are just some tips for both storing them at home and when ordering it. And then the best way to prepare matcha with water is to mix it with water that has a temperature of maximum 80 degrees Celsius. So you boil the water and then let it cool off. And you want to avoid using hotter and really boiling water as it can make the taste a little weird. It usually gets bitter. And I've also heard that the matcha can lose its nutrients if the temperature is too high. So, just keep that in mind as well if you want to prepare it in the best way to keep both its nutritious components and great taste. As you might know by now, two ambassadorships and brands that I'm working with are Sakara and the Holistic Health Coaching School, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, IIN. And I have a few exciting things to share for those of you who are interested in health and wellness. And the education that really started everything I do today was the Holistic Health Coaching program that I took at IIN. And I can't recommend this enough. The things that I learned in this program have been the foundation of Health by am, And this course has been essential for me and all the things that I've been doing during the past few years. I would even say it's the number one course to take if you want to either pursue a career within wellness or if you want to learn how to feel better and live a healthier life yourself. I wouldn't be where I am today without IANN. And the next course start of this program is on September 18th. And there's an amazing offer I just want to tell you about if you're interested in pursuing a career within health and wellness. So if you enroll through the link I've provided in this episode's show notes and mention my name, Mathilde Vergeland, as your referral, you will get an incredible discount. So definitely check that out if you're interested in learning more about holistic health. And then another brand that I'm a proud ambassador for is Saqqara, and I just love their organic and delicious meal programs and other wellness products. I am obsessed with Saqqara, and I love that they have made healthy eating so easy, delicious, and fun. And it's so convenient how you just receive these incredible meals right at your doorstep when you order. And the nutrition program I'm loving a little bit extra right now is the one called the Fresh Start Cleanse, where you get nutritious meals, their signature green smoothies, daily supplements, bars, Sakara's amazing water drops I've been talking a lot about earlier, and other amazing products for either one, four, or eight weeks. And Sakara works with nutritionists and doctors to create the best possible meals. And they are all organic and plant rich, free from gluten, dairy, and refined sugar. And best of all, they taste heavenly. I had big expectations when I first tried Sakara's food, but the meals I ate, were even more delicious than I could ever imagine. And in addition to this nutrition program, Saqqara has others focusing on, for example, gut health, metabolism, or performance. And I recommend going to their website where you can take their quiz in order to know what program will suit you the best if you're interested in trying Saqqara's amazing food. So, if you haven't tried Sakara before, you can get 20% off your first order if you use the code EXOHEALTHBYM and go to their website through the link I've provided in this episode's show notes. So, definitely do that if you're curious to try Sakara and their incredible products and meals. I also just wanted to say that if you sign up for IAN or shop from Saqqara and use the codes I mentioned, you will also be able to support Health by and this podcast as I earn commission. So thank you for your support and I hope that you will like these incredible deals and brands as much as I do. Now let's go back to the episode. Okay, so moving on to the tools to use. Some people argue that some of the matcha tools and props are unnecessary. And uh, I don't know, I'm a person who likes things like that. And I love the fact that you can buy the special matcha whisk and so on. And that's one of the two things that I use. I use the bamboo matcha whisk and the matcha bowl. I think using this special matcha bamboo whisk makes a difference and you don't get as many lumps if you use it. I also like the way the traditional matcha bowls look. They are a bit wider and quite big which I love since I like to drink quite a lot of it and I'm sure there might be other reasons why the matcha bowl looks like the way it does. I guess one reason is because it's easier to prepare it in a bowl that is a bit bigger and wider compared to a smaller coffee cup for example. Of course you can prepare the matcha in a bigger bowl and then drink it in a smaller cup but I think that's unnecessary and prefer to both prepare and drink it from the same. So again I use the whisk and then I prepare and drink my matcha in the matcha bowl. I've actually started to collect bowls because I think They look really nice, like I said, and it's a fun souvenir and it looks nice to have different ones, I think. So those are the ones I use. Then I know there's a spoon you can have. And then, yeah, I also have this um, little like whisk holder as well. I think that's really nice because it allows the whisk to dry easier. So if you want to start making matchas at home, I can definitely recommend getting a nice big matcha bowl and then the whisk with the holder as well. So the way I make my matcha is that I add about a teaspoon of matcha powder in a bowl and then add some water as well. Not too much, but maybe so the bowl is filled with about one centimeter of water. Then I use the bamboo whisk and mix the powder and the water together. And the trick here is not to press down the whisk in the bowl but rather to do it on the surface of the water and to whisk in a W motion. So up and down and to the sides kind of if you know what I mean. And then I like to add one drop of essential peppermint oil to the water and matcha mix. And what I do next is that I heat organic almond milk on the stove and I use a normal whisk to kind of froth the milk. and. Then I just pour it into the bowl with the water and matcha mix, and then it's done. And of course there are other ways to prepare it, and you can skip the milk and just add more water. If you want to, like I said in the beginning, if you want to add hot water, just remember not to make it go over 80 degrees Celsius. And the only thing is that I think it can be hard to make a good matcha with just water at home. However, if you ever go to a Japanese restaurant, I can definitely recommend trying the regular matcha with just water since they are usually able to make it taste really good. But I also like the combination of milk and matcha though, so I can really recommend doing that at home. I also think almond milk works best for hot matcha, but coconut milk is great if it's frozen matcha. And the best way to make frozen matcha in my opinion is to mix matcha water, but then freeze this mix into ice cubes. And then when they are frozen, you put them in a glass and just pour the coconut milk over the ice cubes. And then another tip and something to remember is that matcha is actually excellent to use when it comes to baking. And you can add matcha to ice creams, cookies and other cakes. I have two matcha drink recipes on my membership platform, The Retreat. And there is also an incredible recipe, if I may say so myself, of a raw mint matcha cheesecake. It's absolutely, oh my god, it's insane and you just have to try it. You always have a seven days free trial if you're interested in the retreats and you can find it on healthbym-theretreat.com. So yeah, just try that matcha cheesecake. It's so, so good. And this week on the retreat, I have released a matcha ceremony ritual that you can try if you're interested. And in addition to the seven days free trial, you get 10% off any memberships if you use the code PODCAST when you sign up. So do that and check out the matcha recipes and this new matcha ceremony ritual. So I hope you maybe learned something new in this episode and that you got a bit inspired to drink some matcha at least that's what I will do now and I'm so thankful for all of you who are listening and I get so excited when I see how much the podcast grows each week so thank you so so much for your support your reviews and lovely feedback and like always please share this podcast and episode if you want to help support it and um, maybe you have a friend who loves matcha or wants to know more about it that you can send this episode to. So, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. Bye.